Welcome to the Collect Call. This podcast is an offering of the Acts 8 movement, proclaiming resurrection in the Episcopal Church. I'm Holly Powell. I'm a layperson and a member of Christchurch Cathedral in Lexington, Kentucky. And I'm Brendan O'Sullivan Hale, and I am also a layperson, and I'm a member of the Episcopal Church of All Saints in Indianapolis, Indiana. This podcast is about the intersection of liturgy and life, as seen through the lens of the Book of Common Prayer. And this week, um, we are going to be talking briefly about a prayer that is for the good use of leisure. It seems like a good topic. It's getting ready yeah, to be it's summer. Like, it's a great prayer for like being on the beach or by the pool. I mean, because I've been wondering, like, what is the appropriate beach prayer? I think this is it. Okay, well then let's go for it. <laughs> All right. Um, it's on page 825 of your Book of Common Prayer. Oh God... In the course of this busy life, give us, give us times of refreshment and peace, and grant that we may so use our leisure to rebuild our bodies and renew our minds, that our spirits may be open to the goodness of your creation. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. I like it. Yeah, it's fairly straightforward. Um, you know, asking that we be given time for refreshment and peace, and then that leisure should nonetheless have some kind of purpose yeah. to rebuild, you know, regain physical strength as well as, you know, our minds. Uh, I, I just think it's interesting about what the purpose is, that our spirits may be opened to the goodness of your creation. Yeah, totally. I'm not sure that my leisure time often rebuilds my body (laughs) Um, Uh, yeah been there the chips that I eat on the couch might increase my body (laughs) but nonetheless I I'm certain that this prayer was probably written also at a time when um, people did a lot more manual labor than uh, I am want to do as an accountant so I think it's interesting to contrast this prayer with the prayer for Saturdays that shows up in morning prayer. Mm. Because that one uh, bugs me a bit because it strikes me as a very demographically Episcopalian prayer uh, in that it basically assumes that you have Saturday off. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Whereas this one really can work for any kind of schedule, like whether you're in the ER on the night shift or driving a bus or working in Starbucks on Sunday mornings or whatever. Um, You know, this one seems to be much more flexible. Yeah, it's funny that I've never really considered that before, but you're totally right. Yeah, it definitely does. For the record, that prayer that that Brendan was referring to can be found on page 99, where it's, you know, about, oh, God rested after creating the world, and, and so we need to rest for a day and prepare to worship God tomorrow kind of deal. And, you know, I'm not mad at that prayer because the Sabbath is a thing, or at least it's supposed to be. Uh, But, you know, if I were writing that prayer today, I would hedge it a little bit 
to acknowledge that we've got lots of people who don't get this day off. So what's our history on this prayer? So this prayer is new for the 79 prayer book. Uh, Hatchet does not have much to say about it. Uh, I I will read you everything Hatchet has to say about it, in fact. I can't wait. 32, for the good use of leisure, page 825. This new prayer was drafted by the Reverend James C. Burney, excuse me, James G. Burney, of the Drafting Committee on Prayers and Thanksgivings. The end. (laughs) Maybe, um... Maybe Hatchet took the day off. Yeah, you know, I I kind of think implicitly Hatchet's not a fan of this section of the prayer book because he that that level of depth is um is employed for a lot of the <laughs> uh, of the prayers, and I, I guess I get it a bit because these prayers do tend to be much more straightforward and really say what they mean in plain English. So, you know, you don't necessarily need that much explanation. But yeah, I'm just I'm just guessing that Hatchet didn't love him. Yeah. Well, this is a little bit of a place where I might disagree with Hatchet a little bit. I'm sorry. I know. I I know a lot of people who love this section of the prayer book. And, you know, honestly, I, I do, too. I think it's, in fact, one of the more practical segments of the prayer book. If I do have a literary beef with a lot of the collects here, uh, it's that they tend to have little to no reference to scripture in a lot of them. And that's one of the real strengths of the other collects. I like it when we're able to use our prayers to tie, you know, our petitions to the entire biblical story. But, you know, it's also good to just say what you need. So there's that. Yeah. This part of the prayer book, I probably use the most often in my real life. <laughs> you know, if I'm like having a particular issue and aren't, am not quite sure how to say it in a prayer, I can flip through here and go, oh, I need quiet confidence right. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Yeah, long-time listeners of the show will know, though, that we have talked about the deficiencies of this segment of the prayer book, which is what led us to the uh, to solicit all of those collects for ailing technology back last September. It's true. It's true. I can't believe you remember that we did that in September of last year. Uh, it, it happened to come to mind because somebody I know in the church has been having some um, file-saving issues, and so I sent her the link. Uh, and so I had to Google it, and I just noticed it was September. So I, I, I don't have a superhuman memory on this stuff. Oh, that's too bad. That was pretty exciting for a second. Yeah, sorry. We thought that a prayer for time of leisure was also appropriate because, as you might have noticed, we haven't been popping up in your podcast feed much these days. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. So um, both of our lives have gotten busy in... In non-bad ways, necessarily. Yeah. Honestly, Britton and I have just not been able to find the time to record. Yeah, and I, each of us have different reasons for that. I, I suspect yours has more to do with, you know, having a child. Um, I, I do not have to chauffeur my cat's places. That's too bad. Or, <laughs> or good, depending. But anyway... Uh, listeners, what we're trying to tell you is that this is not the end but we need a break. We need a break. You know, we've been taking 
illicit breaks for a while now. I think, you know, we had that Halloween break, which turned into the Brendan has whooping cough break, oh, which, by the way, break. was totally yeah. legit. I did actually have whooping cough. But I, I think we need to take some time off just to rest um, and also to figure out um, what this show looks like on a sustainable basis. Yeah, you know, we've been doing this almost weekly for over three years now. Yeah. It, at some point, due to the craziness of my delightful and esteemed co-host, we were doing daily podcasts during General Convention last year. I think that'll happen again. Two years ago, I guess. God, <laughs> how is that true? Oh, God, I can't believe it. We didn't really build in sustainability when we conceived of this thing. Uh, we just thought that it was a pilot project and then enjoyed it and kept going and... Um. yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say about that other than the only way for us to figure it out is going to be to take a break that we're both not feeling guilty about. Yeah. <laughs> because I can tell you the past couple of weeks, I'm thinking, oh, I, should, I should be in touch with Brendan. We should try to record this week. Oh my God, I'm looking at my calendar. There's no way we can record this week. Yeah. Oh, how are we going to do this? <laughs> like, what are we going to do? <laughs> Which doesn't really put you in the right frame of mind for, you know, strategic planning and all that stuff. So here's what I do want to say is that I have really come to treasure the relationship. Um, not only that I have built with you, Holly, because you and I, you know, we were friendly before Indeed. this show. We, we but, knew one another. Yeah, but... Not like, in the biblical sense, but... Uh, well, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I, I, I've, I really have um, just... We've had this most phenomenal relationship with our listeners. Oh, my God. Um, so many awesome. of whom we've had the opportunity to meet in real life. And it just absolutely amazes me uh, how this thing can actually turn into legit friendships. It's so true. We want to stay in touch. Uh, so we're friends with a lot of you on Facebook and Twitter. So we're, we're, we're not trying to ax you from our lives. Um, but also, no. um, as we try to figure out what we're doing next, um, we would like you to help us think about how that works. You know, a friend of the show, uh, Regina Heater, did us this m wonderful favor in creating a schedule for us this year, which we uh, used um, basically all the way up through the end of Lent. I think that went really well. Um, so I'm hopeful that, uh, you know, Regina or other listeners will help us figure out, okay, what does this thing look like sustainably? Um, do we need to involve more people, change the schedule, change the topic? I don't know. Holly and I will do our best to figure this out, but uh, we'd love to hear from you too. Yeah. You know, I, I take some... Um I listen to a lot of podcasts because I commute a lot, um, nine hours a week, most weeks. And and most of them are not weekly shows. Reply All strikes me as the one I listen to that is a weekly podcast. And the way that they kind of do it, they also have two co-hosts. But they also occasionally, um, one of the co-hosts will do a show on their own or... Um, they have a producer that comes in and does a show or a guest host that does a show with them or they just take three weeks off because they're both working on other stories we have been reticent to do that i think but that may be what it looks like going forward but who knows maybe not i don't know who knows we don't know which is why we're doing this 
So yeah. we're going we're gonna to have a summer vacation, is what we're trying to tell you. And we are trying to give you a time certain of when we're coming back. Uh, so we are pretty sure that we're going to be back uh, in some form or pa- fashion in October. Yes. Should inspiration strike us, we reserve the right to drop a show in the feed just because we want to. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like if, if there's a, a breaking collect news of some sort, <laughs> and I can imagine there will be. Actually, I do have some breaking collect news. Ooh, tell me. So um, our rector at uh, All Saints, uh, the Reverend uh, Suzanne Willey, composed a collect for Mother's Day this morning uh, for as the concluding prayer for prayers of the people, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I, I'm generally against liturgical observance of Mother's Day because it is um, a very, very secular holiday about driving retail sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, uh, moms are cool and praying for moms is also cool. And she did a really nice collect. Actually, I think it might not technically be a collect. I think it might have had two sentences. Oh. Um, and I don't have a copy of it, so this has just been a great story. <laughs> Will you please tell it again sometime soon? <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, I know you're going to rewind that over and over again. But right. <laughs> regardless, it was a good story. And as scared as it makes me to think about um, people going rogue on colleagues. Uh, I, I trust your rector to do a nice job with it. <laughs> well, she is a uh, a very talented preacher, and uh, as it turns out, a, a good collect or similar type of prayer author. Remember when we did collections? Oh yeah, gosh, <laughs> that, was, that was fun. <laughs> it was fun. It took so much. It took so much work. I was trying, like, I don't remember, sometime during Lent to come up with a collection just to do one. And it's like, there were so many things I've already done. <laughs> I know, it's true. You did, like, 50. More, more than that. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Because we changed our format, like, midway through the second year. Something like that. What to say now? I don't know. Do you have anything to acknowledge or bewail? Oh, I'm sure I do. <laughs> um, let's see. I have... A bewailing, first of all. Okay. I would like to bewail the fact that um, Margaret Atwood, who's one of my favorite authors, uh, wrote a book, which is one of my favorite books, called A Handmaid's Tale. And there is now a Hulu show about it, as many of you may have heard. Um, I am watching it. really fantastic actresses. Um, and I am not going to lie to you. My anxiety over the current administration and environment is so high that I cannot watch it. Yeah, Holly, I'm going to recommend the show is great, um, but it does nothing but amplify that anxiety. Yeah, I know. I, it, I, even, it, it, I watched the trailer and I was like, I can't do this. Like, And I was so hyped about it and so pumped. And then I was like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to take, yeah. a, take a pass on that. Nope, it, it feels super real. It's It's terrifying yeah so i would like to bewail that the stupid world is keeping me from watching a thing i was excited about (laughs) (laughs) well for my part i would like to bewail the passage of time so i have a couple things to bewail this week um sadly uh i am 
uh, the official linguist of the Collect Call and I are down to four cats right uh, now. Oh, Brendan, I know. I'm so sorry. Yeah, so we had to um, uh, to put um, our oldest cat, uh, Maggie, to sleep uh, this week. She had been sort of steadily declining uh, and then took a very bad turn for the worse on Thursday, and it was time. Um, and so that's that's very sad, but, you know, I feel like we did the right thing. We did not let her suffer needlessly. Um, but as we were kind of talking about this in the aftermath, uh, we were trying mm-hmm. to think back on how long we had had Maggie. And we, we also have two um, kittens that she had before she was uh, spayed. And uh, we mm-hmm. estimated four years. While I was waiting for you uh, to to join the recording, Holly, I was uh, mm-hmm. going through some pictures on my computer and found pictures of the first week that we had her kittens. Uh-huh. And the date was 2010. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I am getting old, like, a lot faster than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I totally know what you mean. Um, so, I know you're a couple of years older than me, but this summer will be my 20th high school reunion. Oh, wow. And that feels really strange, and things keep popping up. I mean, I don't know what BuzzFeed's trying to do, but they keep posting these articles like, oh, on this day 28 years ago, Kurt Cobain died or whatever. And I'm like, that is not possible. You're a liar, and I hate you. (laughs) Um, so, and even this, I was looking at my, you know, Facebook memories deal today yeah, and recognizing that, um, I had moved into this house that I live in four years ago this weekend, Mother's Day weekend. It seems like not that long ago, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Just like, like a couple of years at most. And here we are. Four years yeah. later. So, it's how crazy. old how old was Miss Maggie? Well, we have to date this back. Um, so, she used to be uh, Frank's mom's cat mm-hmm. before she had um, her first stroke, mm-hmm. which was um, before I met Frank, and I've known Frank for approximately twelve years. So, okay. she she would be somewhere in the vicinity of fifteen to seventeen years old. Gotcha. I only ask that because of my Bella, you know? Yeah. She's 14, and and I'm, like, kind of low-key anxious. I mean, she seems totally fine, but I've never had a cat live this long. And so every time that I come home and, like, I, she doesn't come out, I'm like, oh, God, she's dead somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think it happens like that, but it could. I don't know. It, it, it could happen. I mean, that happened to one of the cats I had growing up as a kid. Um, but, you know, uh, I'm 15 seems like a pretty good age for a cat. But the, um, you know, we've had cats die anywhere between uh, 14 and 19. My only previous cat died at 11, but he had mm. a blockage in his colon that accelerated matters substantially. So, guys... This is the kind of hard-hitting talk that you have come to expect from the Collect Call. I know you're going to miss it this summer. Uh, Right. (laughs) If you ever want to chat about cats dying, (laughs) 
Um, um, yeah, we're still going to be active on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I also uh. have an acknowledgement. Okay. That is also on brand for this podcast. My daughter has a playlist on our iTunes. And okay. occasionally... Most of the songs on there are from um, various movies, like, you know, uh, some some of the Moana soundtrack is there, songs from Kids Bop that she has um, listened to because they listened to it at her after-school program. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not mad about it too much. Um, But occasionally I'll just sneak a Britney Spears song into her playlist, and she really likes it, and two or three nights ago we just had a full-on Britney Spears dance party and it made me so happy (laughs) the end acknowledge that my daughter loves Britney yay yay um what am I gonna acknowledge um I'm gonna acknowledge that I made a frittata this morning and it was good Mm. so we had um Frank's mom over and a few other people over for Mother's Day brunch. And so frittata was made. And I'm not really an egg person. So um, the fact that I liked it is something of an accomplishment. Brendan, how could you not be an egg person? Uh, I'm just not that into breakfast. Like, it's not about, like, not wanting to eat in the morning, although I'm really bad about eating breakfast every day, but I would much rather have, like, a slice of lasagna for breakfast than, like, an egg or pancakes or whatever. Do you eat it cold? Lasagna? Yeah, or, like, if you're eating, like, leftovers for breakfast, do you eat it cold? It depends. Yeah. Lasagna, I'd normally prefer heated up. Uh, If there's, like, leftover pizza around, that's fine cold. Yeah. I know a lot of people like that, actually. Um, I'm not that way. I would eat breakfast food for every meal of every day. See, I just, I don't understand that. Frank is like that, too. Yeah, I know. I'm not, like, morally opposed to it. It's just that... I just don't understand what it feels like to want breakfast, like, all the time. In a perfect world for me, I would do, like, cereal for breakfast, um, maybe, like, a uh, eggs, biscuits, and gravy type sitch for lunch, and then finish off the day with, like, pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's not a perfect world, Brendan, as we've yeah. observed. Uh, yeah, we, we've noticed that. Well... Guys, this feels weird. This feels weird, doesn't it? It does feel weird. So, okay. Okay. Well, we're going to be back in October. We will be. We're, we're going to be talking about a thing. We don't know what that thing is. We would love your help figuring out what that thing is. If you want to volunteer to help us do the thing, uh, do we that. are open to that. Yeah, I want to say also, like, if you're sitting there listening to this going, man, I could be a way better host on that show than those fools. Um, don't hesitate to tell us that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nicely, because we're fragile people. Yeah. But um, we love having a list of people who want to help us out by recording with us. Um or sometimes for us. So, you know, that'd be cool. And you can still find us in the meantime on Facebook. Maybe not so much Facebook, but we'll be around-ish. 
uh, at on Twitter for sure at the College Call. And you can still email us at the College Call at ActsEightMovement.org. And you can find our parent organization, uh, the Acts Eight Movement, on Facebook and Twitter at Acts Eight Movement, uh, and on the web at ActsEightMovement.org. Our theme music is "Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence." That's one thing we probably won't change. And it is by Aaron DeVries, distributed under a Creative Commons license. And you can find more of Aaron's music at badgerland.bandcamp.com. I gotta say, if there is one thing I have learned from this podcast, uh, it is all of the words to let all mortal flesh keep silence. It's true. You probably know them better than me because you have to listen to it when you, like, splice it in. Yeah, so it's it's like a small point of pride for me because um, there's... The master of ceremonies at my parish, I swear he has the entire hymnal 1982 memorized. Uh, and I have one, which is a lot more than the zero that it used to be. We're getting better every day. <laughs> okay, so we will see you all in October. And uh, meantime, don't be a stranger. Yes, see you soon. Let all mortal flesh keep silence. And with fear and trembling stand Ponder nothing earthly-minded For with blessing in His hand Christ our God to earth descended Our full homage to